This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Halfway through this show as we are now into a Thursday morning. For those of you waking up in the eastern or central Time zones. I just walked by a colleague who's here to work the morning show on our New York affiliate. And a lot of times morning show hosts will end up going to bed a little earlier the night before, right? So the the two later baseball games he may not have seen. Now I give him credit. He comes in, he watches, because these days you can get the archive footage, you can watch them online, you can see them on YouTube, whatever, after the fact. I know a lot of morning hosts do that. He said to me, man, those are some really compelling, entertaining playoff series, huh? Yeah, no. Wah, wah, wah. Entertaining in terms of the fan support in Minneapolis, for sure. In Philadelphia, oh my goodness, they are primed and ready for another shot at the Braves. I love the way that we saw the Diamondbacks rally in both games. First playoff series win since 2017 to set up a rematch with the Dodgers. And obviously, when you think about what the Rangers did and how they recovered from what was an disastrous end of the regular season. They deserve credit as well. They look like they're back on track. We saw some incredible pitching uh, while we're talking Rangers, Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Avaldi. How about Aaron Nola, who was able to pitch for the Phillies and bring his experience with seven scoreless innings. Uh, We saw the Diamondbacks pitchers as well be able to strand runners on base um, so that the Brewers would get close, but they couldn't break through. There's a lot to like about the winners, and I think the four division series are very interesting. Interesting. So which one has got you flashing the jazz hands? Uh, you can find the poll up on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter, Law Radio, our Facebook page, too. And also, we've got overlapping polls. Still a few minutes to go for the After Hours TD of the week. Normally, we've got that put to bed by now because... Jay was out attending probably the best football game of his whole life that he's ever seen in person. Uh, He was gone on Monday, which meant that we pushed it back to Tuesday. So that poll is still ongoing as well. 
Thank you to those of you who continue to check out our latest YouTube videos. It's crazy because I haven't shared them even on my personal Facebook page yet. Uh, haven't shared the link to the second video at all, actually. We, we put it up there. Uh, we've told you about it on the air, the fact that it was available and that we finished up with Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle in part two. Uh, those are your frequently asked questions. And without us even promoting it, other than me just mentioning it a couple of times on the air, you all uh, continue to find the videos. And I will say, giving Jay the thumbs up, giving him his props and, and making him happy with new subscriptions to our YouTube channel. We've seen those go up as well. Uh, so thank you for that. At some point, I'll get to those social media posts. There's always seems like there's something else going on, especially in October, which is in fact the fulcrum. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We had popcorn as our mid-show snack. I hope that you've got a snack. You're pulled up and you're hanging out with us. You're comfy. Unless, of course, you're at the gym like our friend Ellen who called us a couple nights ago. She was, well, I guess she was on her way to the gym. But to get to the gym, she was doing the elliptical at home. <laughs> that made no sense to me. But I was really impressed with her in her energy and her drive at 3.30 in the morning, St. Louis time. Jay doesn't believe me because he wasn't here, but I'm telling you, she was on the elliptical before she walked the dog and before she went to the gym at 3.30 a.m. Central time. I feel like the dog and the gym are like two separate workouts on their own. Do you need mm. the elliptical in there to complete mm. the trifecta? Well, maybe she has an old dog like mine who shuffles and doesn't walk. But man, don't try to pull a fast one with Penny because she is not having it. Are you ready for this Penny story? I haven't yes. even told producer Jay yet because I wanted to get his reaction on the air. I I've told you many times how smart my dog is. She's half Aussie. She's an Aussie hybrid, Aussie and golden retriever and... We've had Aussies my whole life. They are some of the smartest creatures on the planet, right up there with dolphins. But I read this article once that was talking about or was writing about the facial expressions of Aussies. And one of the reasons they look at you the way that they do with those quizzical eyes is because they can't figure out why you're not as smart as they are. <laughs> That's nice of them. Yeah. Anyway, Penny is almost 14. And recently had a, a little accident where she fell down six steps. I freaked out. She fell. She was limping for a couple days. She tried to turn on the stairs is what happened. And when she turned, she lost her balance. And no joke, like a rock, just boom, right down to the bottom of the stairs, smashed into the coat rack and tried to scramble up and was limping for a couple days. I was really nervous something was, was wrong with her, something like a torn ligament or even worse. Thankfully, she stopped limping after a couple of days, and she's okay. But she is old, and as you know, many big dogs who are older struggle with arthritis. Uh, her back legs don't support her all the time, so she's got these moments where her back legs kind of slip or she sways a little bit, almost look like she's stumbling around. But I give that dog credit. She's so happy. She wags her tail all the time. She's really stuck on her routine. We, we do not deviate from the routine, let me just tell you. And if we do, I get a dog following me around the house panting and pacing until I get back on, on point. She runs my life. She runs my schedule. Anyway, 
I worry about her going up and down the stairs because of what happened when she fell. And I just don't want her to get in a situation where she's stuck and I can't be there when I'm sleeping. So when I, with Bob visiting the last few days, he was working downstairs in the office. So working from home, I was upstairs on the other side of the house sleeping. Now, Penny normally sleeps next to my bed probably for four or five hours from the time I go to bed in the morning until, I don't know, mid-afternoon or so. And she generally gets up in mid-afternoon and now this is with nobody else in the house because you know, we've lived alone for a long time. She gets up, she goes downstairs and gets some water and and usually stays down there. Not always, but sometimes just stays down there for the rest of of the time that I'm sleeping. So in order to keep her from going up and down the stairs a couple of times, but also I will admit in order to not be awakened by her click, 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 click all over my hardwood floors upstairs, but also because she makes a lot of noise. She's like I said, she struggles to get up sometimes when she's even turning over from one side to the other. It's a big production. So she, she kind of, she scuffles on the floor and she has to stand herself up and, and generally she goes right back to sleep. But when it comes to that early afternoon window, that's when she's most awake. And so she gets up, she moves around, she gets to the door, she goes downstairs. It's just a lot of noise, okay? She makes a lot of noise. She's an old dog. She makes a lot of noise. Anyway, Bob decided he would keep her downstairs. And so we propped up a huge couch cushion. So one of the the cushions that you sit on off the couch, Mm -hmm. we prop it up at the bottom of the stairs. Now I'd been doing this a few times when I was gone from the house just to keep Penny from going upstairs again, because I was worried that she would fall and I wouldn't be there and something would, would go wrong. (laughs) So I go to sleep. I know that Penny's downstairs, Bob's working and there's a couch cushion propped up against the base of the stairs. So she almost like a baby gate of sorts, but but even more so than that. It's a big old thick couch cushion. Sometime around noon on Wednesday, I wake up just because I do. And I open my eyes and I realize Penny is laying next to the bed. Hmm. Right. So <laughs> I thought, oh, well, Bob must have let her upstairs or maybe Bob came upstairs to get something out of the spare room. So that's where his stuff was. And, and maybe then he went back downstairs and just Penny followed him up and he didn't want to come into the room where I was sleeping and be like, Penny, Penny, come back here because she's deaf. She can't hear him. So, and she wouldn't listen to him anyway. (laughs) She's, she's stubborn as heck, right? She wouldn't listen to him anyway. So I'm thinking, okay, well maybe he just, she just got upstairs, you know, because she followed him or maybe he just let her upstairs. She was, Penny doesn't whine a lot, but maybe she was. Maybe Mm. he just decided, fine, let her go. (laughs) So the other thing, though, is I look over and my bedroom door is open, which I thought, okay, that's that's weird because he would have closed the door. He's really worried about making too much noise while he was working on conference calls and stuff. And so he I, I know that he wanted the door to be shut. Anyway, I just fall back asleep. Couple hours later, Penny does what she does. She wakes up. She makes some noise. She wakes me up. I go over. I open up the door again. She goes outside and she goes downstairs. Fine. When I finally wake up, I say to Bob, Hey, did you let the dog upstairs? Or did she follow you upstairs? He goes, No, actually. <laughs> I went outside. He was doing a little work on my stoop. Uh, he was painting my stoop. Isn't he the best? He decided to do household chores while he was at. <laughs> 
while he was visiting. I told him I told him not to. Oh, he's very handy. I told him not to, but he's yeah, he's really sweet like that. And he wanted to fix it because the paint was all it was just chipped and it looked really bad. So he was painting it. So he was outside painting it apparently. And he said, no, I was outside. I came back in and the couch cushion was moved aside and Penny was nowhere she to be found. It. <laughs> so, no, so two things. Not only did Penny wait until Bob wasn't there anymore so that she could get all sneaky, but then my dog moved a couch cushion that is two times her size. Oh, my. Jay, it's two times her size. Now, it doesn't weigh 70 pounds like she does, but it was propped up against the bottom of the steps, and the dog waited till he was gone outside and then moved the couch cushion. The couch cushion was not on the floor. Excuse me. Meaning it wasn't laying down on the floor. Now, why am I dying? In the middle of my story, why am I dying? Maybe it's because I'm all fired up. The couch cushion was propped up. It, it was still standing upright, but it was backed up against the wall. The dog actually moved the couch cushion out of the way when Bob was outside, came up the stairs. I didn't hear any of this, of course, because I was sleeping. Came upstairs, and then, Jay, here's the kicker. I had a laundry basket propped up against the door because my bedroom door doesn't latch mm -hmm. and the cat likes to come in and out. Problem with the cat is, you know how cats are. They don't like closed doors. So if she like squeezed in and the door closed behind her, she would then howl. This It's like zoo central, okay? It's just, it's, it's the San Diego zoo without the cages. And so I can't believe it. But the dog not only moved the couch cushion aside, and it was still upright, it was still standing, came upstairs, but then must have figured out how to open up my door with the laundry basket behind it, meaning she had to try multiple times because you can't just push it open. It, was, it had laundry in it, right? It was heavy. She must have first kind of, I don't know, threw her body weight against it, pushed against it, <laughs> Notice that oh, she got half an noise. opening. Right. I mean, I was usually I sleep pretty hard in the morning, so I don't know at what point this happened. I just know that you're right. She timed it. She waited until he was outside. Then she moved the couch cushion, came upstairs, figured out how to push the laundry basket aside, come in and get back to her sleeping. She's a mastermind. I mean, she must have been exhausted by then. No wonder she was sleeping. <laughs> right. She earned that one. But that's, that's, to me, that's that's the story. She's the mastermind where she waited. Oh, she yeah. knew the whole time oh, yeah. that she can get up those stairs. That you think? Oh, I know it. This wasn't really a, it wasn't a, something she had to investigate. She was just waiting no. for the optimal time. She knew the whole time that that cushion was not going to do a damn thing to stop her from going up those stairs. <laughs> But she w didn't want to, like, give up, give up her cover and make you put, you know, something else there, something heavier there. So she's like, all right, like, that'll, that you know, wink, wink, that'll stop me. Wait till Bob goes outside, times are moved. It's like, it's, I wouldn't even think genius. to do it like that. That's genius. No, it's, it's brilliant. genius. Seriously, would Moose come up with something like that? No, no, no. Moose would just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I couldn't get over it. What are you kidding and me? And then to figure out a way inside upstairs oh, yeah. right. is. Right, right. 
somehow she managed to wedge the door open and move the laundry basket you aside. See, that part, I feel like, wasn't premeditated. That was some sort of whatever she figured out on her premeditated. own. Premeditated. My premeditated dog. Somehow. Seriously. Mastermind. She'd be convicted of first-degree murder. This was premeditated. She waited she, for the opportune she time. It. She did. And then I, I still have no idea how she did it. I don't know how she moved that couch cushion aside without knocking it over. Not just moved it. Just moved it in a, like a door. Just pulled it open like a door. How does Left. Bob feel? Well, I think he felt duped. Duped? I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. He said he came back inside and didn't see her anywhere, but didn't know where she went. Kind of walked around the house and then realized the couch cushion was moved and was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if I could trust her again after that. <laughs> Uh, it is Penny's world, and I am just living in that's, it. That's it. I exist to walk and feed the dog and give her her shots now. That's it. Treats, that's that's pretty much it. Otherwise, Penny rules the roost. So remember the question last weekend, ask Amy anything. You started out with when Daisy, who is Bob's yes. dog, is introduced into this blended family, who will be in charge? Who rules the roost? And he was a little bit put out that I said... Penny, because Sugar's, she's not. She's more of a fraidy cat. Not all the time, but she generally would tend to hide. So it's it's not going to be Sugar. And Daisy is a smaller dog and, and a little more timid. She's a run and she's a mini Aussie. And I said, well, it, it's Penny. She's the biggest. She doesn't, she can't hear anything. So she's not going to be afraid. Not she, moving. she doesn't move aside for anything, really. <laughs> she's always in my way. She's always in everybody's way. She sleeps wherever she wants. She does whatever she wants. <laughs> and he's he was a little put out by that. He thought Daisy would be the one because she was younger, had more energy, la, la, la. Okay. I mean, you've had a taste of what, what Penny does now, she does what she wants, whenever she wants. <laughs> and she doesn't make her plans known. She's yeah, very, no. very silent she's, assassin. She's furtive. Oh, she's a silent assassin. <laughs> Seriously. The dog is almost 14 and yet still coming up with new stuff. I'm amazed by her. I wish I had seen it at work. If only I had a camera. You got to get like one of those door cameras that like <laughs> put it the other way. Rather than looking outside, just have it facing inside the house. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Speaking of that, my neighbors came over on Wednesday evening and knocked on my door. So I had the, oh. I had, yeah, seriously, I had the front door open. The screen door was closed, but I had the front door open. Apparently, this is crazy. They live next door to me on my left. They park a car on the street and at three o'clock in the morning, and I'll tell you why they know it was three o'clock in the morning. This is next door to my house. At three o'clock in the morning last night, so a group of guys or gals, whoever, a group of, Hooligans? Oh, yes, definitely hoodlums. A, def, a, a group shows up, props their her cars on the street, props the car up on blocks of some sort or stilts, Uh-oh. cuts out the catalytic converter underneath Ooh, the car, stop. steals it, and leaves. It took four minutes. And do you know how they know this? Because our neighbor across the street has a doorbell cam that caught the whole thing on video. So they know exactly when it happened, how many people there were, what they did to cut the catalytic converter out of the bottom of the car, when they put it down on the ground again, and how long it took. Four minutes. This is a crew. Wow. A crew of people who is going around the neighborhood. They called the police, and apparently the police say it's happening all over the neighborhood. Oh, they got down to a science. Yeah, that, they do. Yeah, clearly. Four minutes. Now, here's the thing. The doorbell cam caught the, the photos, the video, but did not get their faces. They were all wearing hoodies and could not get 
a license plate because their getaway car, well, their arrival and getaway car was faced well, the, the, so the, it was faced away from them. It was So they're perpendicular to the street. So it was perpendicular to the doorbell. They clearly knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you believe that? No. Right next door to me. So the neighbors came over to tell me they were going around the neighborhood to warn people about this crew that's stealing catalytic converters. And so I guess it's a good thing that my car is not there. But it makes me wonder, right. uh, are they going to try to break into the house? Seems like they just need the converters and they got that system down but they were not deterred by the doorbell cams though i have one and my neighbors across the street have one but that's what the hoodies are for i guess i guess so i mean and just if you if they got it down it doesn't matter if it's daylight or dark out right just four minutes pull up get it done and it's that's horrifying that's i'm wow yeah i mean i believe it but i do i do believe that that it's happening but the police said that they can't catch the crew because there's not been enough video to be able to identify them or any shot of their license plates, which I find hard to believe in my town, but I, I, a crew that's clearly familiar and knows what they're doing. How about is that? Is this the first time in your town or? No, no, no The police said it's been happening oh, all over all the town. All over your town, yeah. Yeah, okay. and not just in my town, in surrounding towns. Mm. It's like a new, it's a catalytic converter ring. <laughs> Gosh, that's. <laughs> Not great. It's not a car thief ring. It's a catalytic converter ring. And That's... caught the whole thing on camera. There was a camera right there. Wow. All right. Let's back to the penny story because hmm. that was far less depressing. <laughs> I'm nervous now. <laughs> yeah, right? On Twitter, A Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, we're asking you to cast your last minute votes for TD of the week, but also which. National League or American League Division Series are you most geeked up about? Which one floats your boat? On Twitter, on Facebook, uh, we've got our YouTube channel as well. You can find us anywhere. Google After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Straight ahead, Drew Holiday is now a member of the Boston Celtics. Jay thinks they're better than the Bucks. I'll let him explain that on paper, right? Dame goes to the Bucks. Drew goes to the Celtics. He did exercise, work out with them for the first time on Wednesday, and they're thrilled to have him. John ja Morant, by the way. He won't be back with the Grizzlies for games. He is suspended, and Derrick Rose has got a message for his new backcourt mate. So a little bit of basketball to mix in, and then we'll do some QB news on the back of the hour. Good to have you with us. Good morning if you're waking up on your Thursday. Whew, so close to the weekend. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's Holiday going the other direction. Feathers the pass right wing to Crowder. Back to Holiday at the top of the arc. Jab stepped in on Struess. Now he spins his way into the block. Puts the shot off the window. And Goodwin's in the left hand again. And Holiday just looks like a different player tonight. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Drew Holiday was a critical member of the Milwaukee Bucks for the past few years. I love the maturity and the leadership that he brought to the table. Uh, I felt like he hit the ground running when he joined the Milwaukee Bucks out of New Orleans, right? He was in New Orleans. Um, and the the fact that he is a tremendous two-way player, just as good on defense, if not better on the defensive end than he is with the basketball in his hands. But a distributor, even more than he sought to be a scorer or one who is in the spotlight. And also brings a toughness, not just forged through years in the NBA, but also forged through a a tough stretch in his own personal life. You remember his wife, Lauren, who's a pro soccer player, had battled through brain cancer. They've got a couple of young kids. So he has a lot of life experience that makes him more mature and a better leader. Really quality people. Big fan of of who they are and have followed their careers now for years. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Drew and Lauren and company are headed to Boston. After getting traded away from Milwaukee to Portland, and this is for the purposes of bringing in Damian Lillard, now he gets flipped from Portland to Boston. And according to Lauren, his wife, they didn't find out that they were leaving Milwaukee or getting traded away from Milwaukee until they saw it on, well, someone else saw it on social. And Drew woke up to a bunch of messages on his phone from other people who had seen the news online. It's definitely been a whirlwind. Uh, Just... My family was established there, and we had uh, school and and things like that. We had friends, but it's also a part of the business. Um, I feel like coming here is definitely my best chance of winning and being able to help the guys here that uh, have made big moves and and done great things in this league. So I'm here to really just help step up that game and become a champion. 
And he certainly can speak to that, right? Because he won a title with the Bucks in the 2021 season, started all 23 games for them during that run. As I say, instrumental in terms of his leadership, his offense, his defense, the way that he worked the court with Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now gets to adjust to two different superstars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So how will they fit together? I want to make the game easier for him. Um, I know that I am a threat offensively. I know that uh, I do love to pass and and um, really be that type of player, but I can also be aggressive offensively too. Um, not only that, defensively, I feel like I'm pretty good. Um, there might be times where Jalen's picking up full court and, and he's using so much energy defensively, I can take that over. I can be the guy where he's one of our best best scores, I, I can help him in that way, conserve energy to go down there and score. So I'm really just here to serve. I'm here to um, uh, be do really well next to everybody on the court. But for the most part, uh, I think it's about winning and, and helping out my teammates just become as good as possible, as good as they can. Drew is fantastic. I know a tremendous amount of respect from Drew, from somebody who he's guarded and I've had to guard, you know, it's just he plays with a certain force that you could just feel, you know. He's just uh, he's just super solid man, and just as a competitor, he's an assassin, you know. So to be playing alongside, I think it would be you know a tremendous honor. That is the voice of Jalen Brown. Now think about the changes the Celtics have been through this season. I remember Marcus Smart is gone, and so they traded away Marcus Smart. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also, well, to get KP, right, Kristaps Porzingis. I think that was also a three-way trade, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is another one of those trades where they're swapping pieces all over in the NBA. You know, the money has to work in the NBA. That's, uh, that's why you see those trade calculators online in you know some websites and some forums because fans or analysts can plug in different salaries and different numbers to try to make the the trades equitable on all sides which is why you often see a third team that's kind of roped in when it's really two teams that want to make a deal because they don't have the numbers of the salary to make it work so they have to get creative so Drew Holiday ends up in Portland uh, didn't really think he was going to stay there because Portland didn't really want him or I should say they didn't want a veteran in his position, right? They drafted uh, a young point guard, and they're good with that. It's one of the reasons why they we knew they were insulated and ready to move on from Dame if that's what he wanted. So Drew is kind of replacing Marcus Smart, I guess. They're they're different players, of course, uh, but the same tenacity and toughness and, and that mentality of making everyone around him better. I thought it was interesting to hear what Brad Stevens had to say because they've already retooled their lineup so much, and yet this was one opportunity he just couldn't pass by. There's a list of guys in the league that you always think you'll never have a real chance to get that you think are like perfect fits and um, that you'd love to be a Celtic and Drew was you know one of those guys and um, and the reasons are I mean everybody can see what he does on the court um, and he's a really good player multiple time all-star the defense has been well documented etc but I think it's the you know just the he, he's an elite um, teammate elite um, competitive character, you know, all of those things. 
So producer Jay said to me yesterday that he thinks, now we're talking paper here, paper rosters, not talking about on the court, that the Celtics might actually be in a better situation and have a better roster on paper than the Bucks, who add Damian Lillard to the mix. I will say this, and I'll let Jay defend his position if he wants to and fortify his position. Uh, I think that the Bucks are giving up defense by getting rid of Drew Holiday. Now, are they bringing in a guy... I, Dame averaged 32, 32 and a half points last season. Uh, it might have been a career high, but if not, it was damn near close. So he is one of the best offensive forces in the NBA, but he's not a defensive guy. And he's looking to shoot first. I don't think that's bad. I think you see plenty of superstar combos in the NBA where you've got guys who like, who are sharing the basketball because they're both extremely good offensive players. I still say the offense runs through Giannis, so it takes a little more time to adjust. But they're giving up a lot on defense when it comes to not having Drew. Why do you think the Celtics are better? Because they did lose some pieces too. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Marcus Smart. They obviously made deep runs in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say that they're better right now. I just think on paper at the moment, I think I like the cohesion of their starting five better because like like Drew Holiday just said it himself, he's going to take so much pressure off of Jalen Brown on that defensive end. Like you're saying, I think the Bucks gave up maybe a little too much on defense and the Celtics mm-hmm. added where... Yeah, like J- Drew Holly doesn't have to go score 30 points a game. And Jalen Brown, he, now he, he kind of can. I mean, that's what he's best at doing is scoring and shooting, and that's all he has to focus on. And you got Jason Tatum there too. But this, I, I only think the Celtics are better on paper if Porzingis stays healthy, which is a huge if. Yeah. Because if he can stay healthy, then they have that height and they can still rebound and not worry about, you know, he doesn't have to score either. He can just go rebound and dish it back out and they can run quicker. But if he's not healthy, they don't have that size. So he needs to stay healthy. Yeah, I- I do wonder about what they've given up, though. They've had some pretty impressive chemistry. They lose the sixth man of the year in Malcolm Brogdon. They lose their heart and soul in Marcus Smart. They also lose Robert Williams. So while we're talking about defense, he's been a tenacious rebounder and defender in the paint, although he's been injured a bunch too, and a pair of first-round draft picks. So, yes, they have three All-Stars. They have Kristaps Porzingis. As you point out, they were looking to beef up their interior and he's got to stay healthy. I'm not a huge fan. I know he's very talented, but I I feel like he's frail. He's on the frail side. Yeah, that's fair to say. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but I love adding drew because what you get is a Marcus smart type player. He's not Marcus, but he's a Marcus smart type player. Yeah. The only fear I have with the Celtics against the Bucks is are they small? Like I said, that's why Porzingis being healthy is gigantic for them mm-hmm. because they do still have Horford, who is, you know, aging, but he's a nice big man off the bench. Aging. But, I love yeah, it. But the Bucks with Giannis and Brooke Lopez, I mean, those are two huge guys you got to defend in the paint, so right. they're going to be, have to be able to do that. I'm going to have to look it up to see how old Al Horford is now that you've called him aging just because it'll be fun. He is 37 He is by far, well, by far. Uh, Drew is 33. But those are your two 30-somethings on the roster. Those are the only two, actually, on the Celtics' current roster that are in their 30s. Wow. I know. So a younger team with a – Kristaps is only 28. Doesn't it feel like he's been around for eons? Ever. And he's only 28.
All right, coming up, Joe Burrow answers the question of why this is a must-win. Week five, a must-win. We've got the update on Kenny Pickett as well because we'll do a little QB news. Patrick Mahomes, no, he's not talking about Taylor Swift. He's talking about how he's putting the Chiefs in jeopardy. Wow. And then Tom Brady. He misses it. He really does. <laughs> it's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's how- hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Holiday going the other direction. Feathers the pass right wing to Crowder. Back to Holiday at the top of the arc. Jab stepped in on Struce. Now he spins his way into the block. Puts the shot off the window and Goodwin's in the left hand again. And Holiday just looks like a different player tonight. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Drew Holiday was a critical member of the Milwaukee Bucks for the past few years. I love the maturity and the leadership that he brought to the table. Uh, I felt like he hit the ground running when he joined the Milwaukee Bucks out of New Orleans, right? He was in New Orleans. Um, and the the fact that he is a tremendous two-way player, just as good on defense, if not better on the defensive end, than he is with the basketball in his hands. But a distributor, even more than he sought to be a scorer or one who is in the spotlight. And also brings a toughness, not just forged through years in the NBA, but also forged through a, a tough stretch in his own personal life. You remember his wife, Lauren, who's a pro soccer player, had battled through brain cancer. They've got a couple of young kids. So he has a lot of life experience that makes him more mature and a better leader. Really quality people. Big fan of of who they are and have followed their careers now for years. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Drew and Lauren and company are headed to Boston. After getting traded away from Milwaukee to Portland, and this is for the purposes of bringing in Damian Lillard, now he gets flipped from Portland to Boston. And according to Lauren, his wife, They didn't find out that they were leaving Milwaukee or getting traded away from Milwaukee until they saw it on, well, someone else saw it on social and Drew woke up to a bunch of messages on his phone from other people who had seen the news online. It's definitely been a whirlwind. Uh, Just my family was established there and we had... Uh, school and, and things like that. We had friends, but it's also a part of the business. Um, I feel like coming here is definitely my best chance of winning and being able to help the guys here that uh, have made big moves and, and done great things in this league. So I'm here to really just help step up that game and become a champion. 
And he certainly can speak to that, right? Because he won a title with the Bucks in the 2021 season, started all 23 games for them during that run. As I say, instrumental in terms of his leadership, his offense, his defense, the way that he worked the court with Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now gets to adjust to two different superstars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So how will they fit together? I want to make the game easier for him. Um, I know that I am a threat offensively. I know that uh, I do love to pass and, and um, really be that type of player, but I can also be aggressive offensively too. Um, not only that, defensively, I feel like I'm pretty good. Um, there might be times where Jalen's picking up full court and, and he's using so much energy defensively, I can take that over. I can be the guy where he's one of our best best scores, I, I can help him in that way, conserve energy to go down there and score. So I'm really just here to serve. I'm here to um, uh, be do really well next to everybody on the court. But for the most part, uh, I think it's about winning and, and helping out my teammates just become as good as possible, as good as they can. Drew is fantastic. I know a tremendous amount of respect from Drew, from somebody who he's guarded and I've had to guard, you know, it's just he plays with a certain force that you could just feel. You know, he's just uh, he's just super solid, man. And just as a competitor, he's an assassin, you know. So to be playing alongside, I think it would be, you know, a tremendous honor. That is the voice of Jalen Brown. Now think about the changes the Celtics have been through this season. I remember Marcus Smart is gone. And so they traded away Marcus Smart. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also, well, to get KP, right? Kristaps Porzingis. I think that was also a three-way trade, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is another one of those trades where they're swapping pieces all over in the NBA. You know, the money has to work in the NBA. That's uh, That's why you see those trade calculators online in you know some websites and some forums because fans or analysts can plug in different salaries and different numbers to try to make the the trades equitable on all sides which is why you often see a third team that's kind of roped in when it's really two teams that want to make a deal because they don't have the numbers of the salary to make it work so they have to get creative so Drew Holiday ends up in Portland uh, didn't really think he was going to stay there because Portland didn't really want him or I should say they didn't want a veteran in his position, right? They drafted uh, a young point guard, and they're good with that. It's one of the reasons why they we knew they were insulated and ready to move on from Dame if that's what he wanted. So Drew is kind of replacing Marcus Smart, I guess. They're they're different players, of course, uh, but the same tenacity and toughness and, and that mentality of making everyone around him better. I thought it was interesting to hear what Brad Stevens had to say because they've already retooled their lineup so much, and yet this was one opportunity he just couldn't pass by. There's a list of guys in the league that you always think you'll never have a real chance to get that you think are like perfect fits and um, that you'd love to be a Celtic and Drew was you know one of those guys and um, and the reasons are I mean everybody can see what he does on the court um, and he's a really good player multiple time all-star the defense has been well documented etc but I think it's the you know just the he, he's an elite um, teammate elite um, competitive character, you know, all of those things. 
So producer Jay said to me yesterday that he thinks, now we're talking paper here, paper rosters, not talking about on the court, that the Celtics might actually be in a better situation and have a better roster on paper than the Bucks, who add Damian Lillard to the mix. I will say this, and I'll let Jay defend his position if he wants to and fortify his position. Uh, I think that the Bucks are giving up defense by getting rid of Drew Holiday. Now, are they bringing in a guy... I, Dame averaged 32, 32 and a half points last season. Uh, it might have been a career high, but if not, it was damn near close. So he is one of the best offensive forces in the NBA, but he's not a defensive guy. And he's looking to shoot first. I don't think that's bad. I think you see plenty of superstar combos in the NBA where you've got guys who like, who are sharing the basketball because they're both extremely good offensive players. I still say the offense runs through Giannis, so it takes a little more time to adjust. But they're giving up a lot on defense when it comes to not having Drew. Why do you think the Celtics are better? Because they did lose some pieces too. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Marcus Smart. They obviously made deep runs in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say that they're better right now. I just think on paper at the moment, I think I like the cohesion of their starting five better because like like Drew Holiday just said it himself, he's going to take so much pressure off of Jalen Brown on that defensive end. Like you're saying, I think the Bucks gave up maybe a little too much on defense and the Celtics mm-hmm. added where... Yeah, like J- Drew Holly doesn't have to go score 30 points a game. And Jalen Brown, he, now he he kind of can. I mean, that's what he's best at doing is scoring and shooting, and that's all he has to focus on. And you got Jason Tatum there too. But this, I, I only think the Celtics are better on paper if Porzingis stays healthy, which is a huge if. Yeah. Because if he can stay healthy, then they have that height and they can still rebound and not worry about, you know, he doesn't have to score either. You can just go rebound and dish it back out and they can run quicker. But if he's not healthy, they don't have that size. So he needs to stay healthy. Yeah, I- I do wonder about what they've given up, though. They've had some pretty impressive chemistry. They lose the sixth man of the year in Malcolm Brogdon. They lose their heart and soul in Marcus Smart. They also lose Robert Williams. So while we're talking about defense, he's been a tenacious rebounder and defender in the paint, although he's been injured a bunch too, and a pair of first-round draft picks. So, yes, they have three All-Stars. They have Kristaps Porzingis. As you point out, they were looking to beef up their interior and he's got to stay healthy. I'm not a huge fan. I know he's very talented, but I I feel like he's frail. He's on the frail side. Yeah, that's fair to say. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but I love adding drew because what you get is a Marcus smart type player. He's not Marcus, but he's a Marcus smart type player. Yeah. The only fear I have with the Celtics against the Bucks is are they small? Like I said, that's why Porzingis being healthy is gigantic for them mm-hmm. because they do still have Horford, who is, you know, aging, but he's a nice big man off the bench. Aging. But, I love yeah, it. But the Bucks with Giannis and Brooke Lopez, I mean, those are two huge guys you got to defend in the paint, so right. they're going to have to be able to do that. I'm going to have to look it up to see how old Al Horford is now that you've called him aging just because it'll be fun. He is 37 he is by far, well, by far, uh, Drew is 33. But those are your two 
30-somethings on the roster. Those are the only two, actually, on the Celtics' current roster that are in their 30s. Wow. I know. So a younger team with a – Kristaps is only 28. Doesn't it feel like he's been around for eons? Forever. And he's only 28. All right, coming up, Joe Burrow answers the question of why this is a must-win. Week five, a must-win. We've got the update on Kenny Pickett as well because we'll do a little QB news. Patrick Mahomes, no, he's not talking about Taylor Swift. He's talking about how he's putting the Chiefs in jeopardy. Wow. And then Tom Brady, he misses it. He really does. (laughs) It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.